can we do? The weather is not within any of our control, so we've got to make the best of it. Um, we thank Nancy for a wonderful hour of all of the good goddess tunes. And again, good morning, Berkshires, and beyond listening on the World Wide Web. Welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here for the next hour on WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, and those listening at www.berkshireradio.org. Today's show focuses upon how those mighty planets above denote impeccable guidance for our careers down here below, as I welcome seasoned astrologer Deborah Clement to engage in a hearty discussion that is about to tell you all about how to tap into more affirmation of your amazing star secrets. Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathing the moon, the colors of a rainbow, shed to soon, firefly, flicker, smile, shine like the sun. If life's about the journey, the miles begun. Rain hangs around for days, fish have lost their score. Heard a ladybugs disappear from burning fuel. Hear the wind. Tainted cry, sell soaring seas, watch trees as they die for you and me. Tell me now what's happening. Tell me now what's happening. I tell you, you tell me what's happening. Welcome back, Berkshires. Welcome back, Berkshires, and those listening on the World Wide Web to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. And again, I'm your host, Sharita Starr, here now to tell you all about the planetary goodness in our zodiac skies today on Tuesday, the 16th of November, 2010. We have just a couple more days left in the ongoing review, redo, relax, and rejuvenate as our Venus retrograde concludes on Thursday, the 18th of November. Our planet of balancing it all out has been requesting the focus upon what you value and cherish within your life, especially within all of our partnerships since the 8th of October. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, you've noticed relationships from the past resurfacing or have been focusing on ones that were in need of reflection. This passage was more than apropos to engage in the consideration of what they mean and ideally bringing you to a deeper understanding of the worth that they truly hold in your life. Again, this was not a time to move money around as far as aiming for long-term gains with your intentions. Bargains, however, should have been scooped up. It was best to avoid luxury purchases, beauty enhancements, and starting new relationships for the long term during this transit. All that has transpired now finds forward motion once more as Venus comes back from her backwards motion here on at 4.18 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to, in t just two days upon the 18th of November. More on the current planetary news, we find our sun is at 24 degrees Scorpio today, as our season of autumn places the final touches on transformation, transforming our landscape right before the mutability of Sagittarius stirs us to begin our winter preparations. As our sun 
enters the aims of the archer upon the 22nd of November. It takes our focus from the scope of the eagle to expand upon where optimism, um, the optimism of Sagittarius, lives within your zodiac pie. As our sun passes through any sun sign, this is where you will feel the vibrant energy of the sun beaming its light to where its current transit is progressing in your chart. Today's energies of the sun at the 24th degree of Scorpio means this Venus-guided degree, and that's understanding the 2 plus 4 reduces to 6, asks that we adhere to loving our creativity so that the enjoyment of money can unfold. This 24 tells us on a collective level that we should remember that honoring the threads of our lives is a gateway to watch the most beautiful tapestry of connections unravel to grant us harmony. Today is a marvelous energy to take a look at both sides of any issue that may be in need of examination. For when you weigh the pros and cons accordingly, you'll easily be able to arrive at the proper conclusion to resolve it. As we look to the 16th of November calendar date, we see that the that Neptune guides this spiritually aligned and mysterious number. As the 1 plus 6 reduces to 7, Neptune urges time in solitude to arrive at the answers you may be seeking. This 7 energy through the 16 requires being the eye of the storm. Should any strong winds of change be blowing, a tricky energy to stay attuned to, but as inner work and adhering to sensitivity is implemented, the intuition necessary to be in tune to the subconscious realms will magically be at your disposal. Our current moon has been in the sign of Pisces since 5.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday the 14th. The collective's feelings and emotions have been engaged in the energy of the fishes, feeding sentimental, dreamy, gentle, and passive energies. Even though deceptive, lazy, and restless emotions are easily aroused, be aware of the weak-willed, indecisive, and easily discouraged feelings. Ideally, under a Pisces moon, a powerful instinct can be fueled into a deep and ever-active realizations. The door to imagination is wide open under a Pisces moon. Just be sure you don't swim into any unsafe waters that self-indulgence may try to take you on. We are currently in a waxing phase of the moon as we are gathering in the gaining light from our new moon in Scorpio upon the 6th of November. As always, this is the time of the month we are best to put forth those initiations and beginnings we wish wish to see long-term success with until the next full moon upon the 21st of November. Keep in mind that Venus is still retrograding, so don't go signing for big luxury purchases or move finances around for better results until after she is moving forward again upon the 18th. Another Venus retrograde tip for you listeners is to go out there and indulge in some art, for it is one of Venus's favorite things besides money. Reviewing our creative adventures is totally Venus retrograde approved, so if you have some unfinished projects, the creative inspiration that may find you surely may surprise you beyond your wildest dreams. Speaking of your wildest dreams, we've got a great show for you today that can affirm you are meant to listen to the ones that you may that you may have involving your career, those more than those that more than likely you that came to you as a child. Pardon my tongue twisting. My very special guest today is an expert in understanding how our natal birth charts are ready to provide us with accurate answers and how our public life and careers ideally should unfold. The multi-talented Deborah Clement, JD, is an internationally known astrologer with more than 20 years of professional experience, consulting clients from all walks of life. She is well recognized for the accuracy of her predictive work, as well as for her expertise in relationship and vocational astrology. Throughout the years, Deborah has credited this science-based art as the anchor that sustained her through some very difficult times. She discovered her passion for astrology after reading Linda Goodman's groundbreaking book, Sun Signs, when she was 16 
years old. She is a self-taught astrologer who attributes her talent and success in this profession to a horoscope that strongly indicates a gift for astrology. In addition to offering private consultations, Deborah lectures, teaches, and conducts workshops and is in the process of completing her first book. She's the host of Anchored in Astrology, a weekly internet radio program that airs every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on www.contactradio.com. Deborah was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and presently resides in Nassau County. You can learn more about Deborah and her stellar work at anchoredinastrology.com. A glorious good morning to you, Deborah. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome. Well, welcome. Ha ha, those are my tongue twisting. Thank you, thank you. I'm so used to being the host and saying welcome. <laughs> but it's great to be a guest, I have to tell you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I, I'm, I'm thrilled that we are um, going to tackle this topic today because I, I, I think um, it's going to be some great benefit to come out of it, being that um, I think the career, the, the area of career all across the board has changed in the last couple of years, big oh, time. <laughs> and we have so many um, career changers because of the, really because of the state of the economy. Yeah. And what that Saturn and, uh, recent Saturn and Virgo did since the fall of 2007. But um, yeah. I think now that, that Saturn's moved on to, to Libra, uh, it's all about the balancing act now. So it's going to happen. People just have to be a little patient, you know. Ah, uh, patience, patience. Some of us have it and some of us don't. It, it, it's a virtue that is... Um, Very much learned sometimes. It, yes, has to be. Well, I, I always say, unless you're a, a, a Taurus or a Capricorn, I, I think um, the rest of us need some help. You know, I have to be honest, I'm a Capricorn. But I've got three planets in Sagittarius. Oh well, that that does that, <laughs> so that, that kind of erases right all out. that for you, doesn't it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. And it I does. have to say, I love your homage to Linda Goodman because she is who taught me as well, or who I will have to say inspired me. Um, it was her book Star Signs that got me going um, many, many years ago. And um, when she <laughs> explained all the numbers in these lexigrams in 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 tune with all of the astrology, I was like, oh, wow, this is really fun. <laughs> she was so ahead of her time. She, she was really way ahead of her now. time. She really was. She yeah. really was. Yeah. Well, she was an Aries, so, yes. you know, and yes. a total pioneer. Yes, and she, you know, she just, besides being so knowledgeable, she could write. Yeah. Oh, God. There, it, you know, it's funny. Uh, of I keep... You know, I always keep learning and reading and searching, but I have yet to find someone who writes like she does. Yeah. And how they, how it's so simplified. You know, she just takes all of the jargon out of it. You never hear her like get into th any of that. She just puts it in such simplicity that it was in plain English. Yeah, really. plain English. You can't help but not get it. it. <laughs> and it was entertaining as well. And that's where I think her real gift came in. It was besides breaking it down and making it simple, she really made it interesting and you could so easy to relate to. Yeah, yeah, she definitely did. Um, and and in, in starting off our, our topic of, uh, you know, really trying to find your dream career, if you're, if you're out there looking for that or wondering... You know, what is it in the job spectrum that you're, you really want to do versus what you are doing presently? Because I, I think a lot of people out there are doing jobs that they don't really like. Um, and I, I think Linda used that expression, um, you know, trying to be a square peg fitting in a round hole. It doesn't yep. work. 
Um, and, and I know the one thing that she was so strong about is understanding just from this, and then, you know, we'll talk about how the charts work and stuff, but she really understood the simplicity of knowing the, the task of the sun sign that you are, which will grant you what you're good at. Are you a cardinal leader? Are you a communicator? Or are you an organizer? Where do you fit into that um, puzzle? And, yeah, and the sun also, wherever the sun falls in the chart, you know, it's where you enjoy expressing yourself. It's how you like to express yourself. Right, right, you know, exactly. Through the sign, but also through the house becomes important as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's like the, yeah, you can have... Um, you can be a very dynamic sign like a Sagittarius, but then have your son sitting in the uh, sixth house, per se, which is the house that's guided by Virgo, and you'll be a very kind of a toned-down Sagittarius. You know, you, you'll want to really be of service. You're not going to be as dynamic as, not that you're not going to be dynamic, but you're going to do it in a more of a subtle way. You'll probably be out serving. You know, I've been you saw the sun. I think the sun, the sixth house, is very much a son of the per, uh, servant of the people. Yes. And you're putting it in Sagittarius. And so very often, I will say, sun in Sagittarius in the sixth house, very often you find people who teach. Yes. And also people in the legal profession. These are the lawyers who work for the government and don't make much money. Ah, yes, they sacrifice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And they will work for the underdog. These are the defense attorneys or they'll work for the DA's office, but they're not making you know they're not making the big bucks they could make in private practice they're serving the people right yeah yes because virgo that is what virgo is so good at it just wants to serve simply it That's, does the grunt work so yep. the rest of the signs could go out and have fun <laughs> exactly <laughs> i say you got to you know virgo virgo you really have to give those virgos credit Ah, and honor always. them. Honor them. Always. That's right. They free up the time for the rest of us. They they definitely definitely do. Um, now in in and when you're looking at our our natal charts, when you ha anyone has their natal chart cast, it's look you we all we want to also look to the tenth house in the chart to see what's the energy behind where your career in public life is going to, you know, magically unfold if you pay attention to that um what i you know what i find when i do the vocational work and you do i, I do go right to this i do go right to that 10th house mm -hmm. because really it does you know it certainly very often takes off in the obviously the entire chart in the 10th house it is a career it's also the house that rules our calling and the career and the calling are not always the same thing that's true and that's why many people you may have a career a profession that you like and that you enjoy but something is sort of missing and that can be the calling. And we don't always do the... Sometimes we work professionally in our calling. Sometimes it's something we do on the weekend. Sometimes it's something we volunteer for or we get involved with. They're not always, like I say, the same, um, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What shows strongly, though, in the chart, and these are one of the things I, I see right away, is someone cut out for self-employment or not. Mm-hmm. People who have, and I will say in the natal chart, a strong presence of Aquarius or Uranus, and by that I mean Aquarius is either on the, on the cusp of the second, sixth, or tenth houses, or Uranus is placed in one of those houses. That's right there you think, okay, self-employment. They don't, when I say they don't work and play well with others, it's not that they can't. It's just they are independent. They like to call the shots because they usually like to have their own hours. Mm-hmm. 
and that type of thing. Scorpio also, a strong Scorpio, strong Pluto, very intense, very determined, very ambitious. They don't want anyone watching over their shoulder. They can do it themselves, and they want to be in charge. Aries is the other sign, I will say, entrepreneur, wants to be on their own. Yeah, absolutely. Strong Mars. Yeah, because they have to pioneer their own ideas. And and I, I don't know about you, but most areas I know can, cannot be really be told what to do anyway. <laughs> no, they're, they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're, I oh, they're, say, they're, they're a, lot they're of a fun. ton of fun. No, but they really, and they are, you know, they, always, you know, we say they'll fight to win, but they will, and they want to be number one, and it really it generally does come from a noble place. You know, it's not just to beat everybody for the heck of it. It's just in right. their nature, yeah. you know, to excel. But They're head first, is that's their, you know, yeah. being ruled by the head, of course. The, uh, the Aries wants to be head first. It makes total sense. And, and the other thing, the difference is the 6th house and the 10th, you know, for anyone who may not be familiar, the 10th house, as you said, it is, it's your career, it's your public, you know, house, it's the reputation. The 6th house is more, it's a job. Right. It's, really, it's, it's a job. how do you do the service that you're going to do. Exactly. And for people who have a um, Uranus in the 6th house or the moon, wherever you have the moon, very often there's fluctuation, they change jobs frequently. Mm -hmm. If you have Neptune in the 6th house, it takes you a long time to figure out what you want to be when you grow up. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Well, it's inter I, I, I'm totally relating to what you're saying because I have Aquarius in my sixth house with Mars hanging out there, too. So, um, so with Mars there, what I would say, <laughs> yeah, no, but with Mars there, you can be a workaholic. <laughs> That's yeah, you don't true. quit. <laughs> no, with Mars there, you want you know, you're forceful and you're driven, but you're also a very hard worker. You say you're going to do it. You just burn that midnight, you know, you yeah. burn the midnight oil. I do. And, and I've been, uh, before I discovered um, that I should be self-employed, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was fired for more jobs than you could possibly shake a stick at. I mean, it's really funny because I was always doing, I was doing something I was good at doing, but I wasn't where I belonged. And it was like the universe kept going, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, you hit on the key because I'm going to just say I'm a Capricorn. So I, when I was younger, you know, I, my first job, I, I worked as a secretary in a, in a big corporation when J.C. Penney, I'll say, still had their headquarters here in New York. And I liked working, I think, a corporation, you know, the job, the benefits, work the way up. And if I had to sit down and my life depended on how many jobs I had, I don't think I could count them all because I really, I changed jobs all the time. I didn't like yeah. the job, I left. Mm -hmm. I wanted to meet more men, I left. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was at the moment, and I happen to have the moon, which is fluctuation, right, in my naturally. sixth house of work. I've got Neptune, and it did. I mean, I had many um, different careers, and the self-employment was not something that I would ever say, oh, my God, being self-employed, I don't want that. But when I look at my chart as I got older, I have a chart that really screams self-employment. Sure. And that's part of my difficulty of why, I, when I look back now, yeah, why I wasn't satisfied, yeah. why I kept changing so many jobs. Mm -hmm. And you're a three, too, am I right? You're born on the 12th of the month? Yes. So that also makes you an ultimate multitasker, and you'll totally change yourself many times in your life, too. You're meant to experience a lot of sort of different things in order to, because I understand you're a lawyer as well. Yeah, I, you know, I started out as <laughs> a secretary. No, I was a secretary for years, and, and you know, people say, and I always said, I wasn't ambitious. I know how that sounds, but, you know, when I was 19 and 20, my ambition 
was to get married, have kids, and have a house. Okay, that was my ambition. Right. And, you know, and I worked as a secretary, and I got married, and I got a house, and I had a kid, and I got divorced. And I was actually, I worked in real estate in sales for a few years um, while I was going to college and a little bit while I was in law school, and I hated it. I have to tell you, I liked real estate, but I hated sales. I was not good at it, mm-hmm. um, didn't have the patience for it. And then, uh, yeah, I did become, uh, I did graduate. I worked as an attorney for a firm and then in private practice and, and as a consultant. Because, and then I, um, and along the way, I also did some teaching. You know, I did teaching adults, not, not children, but I taught adults. And so I've done a lot of different things. The astrology was the one constant in my life, but mm. I never thought of it. And I did it professionally starting around in my very early 30s, but I really never thought of it as a career, to be honest, or as a profession. I guess right. maybe that was the Capricorn part of me. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're a what? Um, yeah, Capricorns question these things, but yeah. we, once they get eased into it, and you just, you got to show them the practicality of it, they're like, oh. <laughs> and I always, and I will say this, because people very often ask me, did I use the astrology in my legal practice, you know, with my clients and things, and I know there. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. And I, you know, I just didn't. I always kept them very separate because I took the law very seriously. Yeah. You yeah, know, and actually. the ethics and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I would never do anything that could be viewed. Law is a very conservative um, profession, though. I Absolutely. do have to say, I am getting, um, I am getting lawyers as, as clients, and I'm seeing more and more of them become more open to this, which is very, sure. you know, very nice. Sure. Yeah. See. There's. I mean, I and I think that that is a, a thing that too that. Um, the people that we don't think naturally are going to gravitate to uh, wanting to, you know, learn about astrology or, or learn about themselves in, in, in this way. There is a movement going on that, that there's more and more people seeking this type of, of understanding for answers because there aren't answers in the other places anymore that they're, that they're used to relying on for validity at all <laughs> I think that's right you know, the uh, the changing and I, and I think too when Saturn in another uh, two years enters Scorpio that's going to be a big I think that's when it's going to like kick and of course that's when the Mayan calendar that's right ends and we go into a whole new we shift we shift into a whole new brand new era of time and um, the world is not coming to an end, as I've discussed in previous shows. But <laughs> no, no, the, no, the trains are still going to run. <laughs> yeah, the trains are going to run. It's kind of like white. I, I had another guest on, um, my good friend, um, uh, medium Glenn Clauser, who said it's like people are looking at this. Um, 2011 December 21st date as like the Y2K thing and like look what happened at Y2K <laughs> you know when we turned into the year 2000 yeah I don't nothing think anybody, happened you're not going to feel any different when you wake up the next exactly. morning exactly yes yeah yeah it's all going to be um so like so what have you noticed have you noticed a lot more people going t- more towards in in the last couple of years because the job you know you know, the whole job lands- landscape has changed tremendously. Um, people have lost jobs, but that people are, are, are kind of going into that, you know, the Uranuses and Aries, uh, well, actually everything's still sitting in Pisces at the moment, retrograding, but, um, you know, once we get this Uranus going into Aries, um, that new things are going to start to happen um, with people in general, just like, you know, that most people are going to start to try to find that what makes them happy work-wise? Well, I think what's happened already 
because of the unemployment is that a lot of people over a certain age, especially if you're 50 or over, a lot of them are permanently unemployed. Yeah, that's 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 a scary thing right now. That's the bottom line. And so for those people, and even some in the late 40s, if they wanted to make a living, they really had to say, you know what, the, the only way, they couldn't get hired, so they had to start their own business. Right. And so I think a lot of it is, is certainly by necessity. And the other thing, when you're talking about the jobs and, and unemployment, it's directly, I want to mention, it is directly tied in to the nation's chart. Right. Because the country has, you know, country has a chart in the past few years, mm-hmm. in the chart of the United States, we've had uh, transiting Pluto, right, the transformer, has been opposing Venus. Venus is money. Now, different people use different charts, you know, for the United States. Yes, which one do you use? I use the Sibley chart. I do use the Sibley chart. I know other people. I have astrologer friends who use you know different different charts. And and which which is the rising sign for that? Sibley is the Sagittarius right. rising. Right. Yep, that's the one I've always known to me. follow, and it works for me yes. too. And it works for me. And so, when you look at that chart, first of all, you had Pluto opposing Venus. You're talking about money, and in the Sibley chart, Venus rules a nation's sixth house. It's your workforce. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that was going on, and this was a big deal, was that transiting Neptune has been for the past year and a half on and off the country's natal moon. Mm. As it was approaching, that's when the real estate market yeah. started you know, going. And the other thing about the moon in the nation's chart is it rules the eighth house. You know, you can, you've got a connection there to the stock market, you know, to benefits, you know, everything like that. And everything is changing. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I do say to people, in 2012, when Neptune is in Pisces for good, yeah, for a long time, yeah, yeah. that's when the clarity will be there. Through next year, we yeah. still have Neptune back on the moon. Honestly, we don't really know. As, as, as citizens, we don't really know what's going on. No, we don't. no, we're <laughs> never told the truth, as and far as I can see it. No, <laughs> and especially now, a third house is also communications. We do not know what's going on. We're going to find out. I think between next April and August, I think that's when Neptune's in Pisces for a few months. It's yeah. zero Pisces. Right. I think we'll start to find out some of. Oh my God, that was in that. You know. Yeah. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's very much, you know, but it is really very much connected, um, you know, to the nation, to the nation's chart. And as Pluto also was starting to oppose the nation's Jupiter in the seventh house, Jupiter is, you know, it's the legal field and it's education. And we're having some changes in, in education. But also, you know, you don't read about this as much. The, um, the number of attorneys in the legal field who have been let go um, certainly here in New York, it's really pretty much, um, I won't say astronomical, but it is. Anyone connected with real estate? It's a pretty large number. <laughs> yeah, the real estate, your Wall Street attorneys, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of people out of work, and they've had to reinvent themselves, especially, again, if you're at a certain if you're at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And now how do you see, uh, because the Saturn... Um, was doing now the Saturn is has come over the midheaven yeah. of of the chart of the chart of the United States. So you have that, and now so Saturn is in the um, is in the United States career house that is totally going it's to reputation. Yeah, you know, and Saturn rules the country's second house, right of income. It's up there at the tenth house, and it is. It's, in fact, we're having a sat. The country's having the Saturn return. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, talk about everything coming home to roost because that's yeah. what's happening. You know, when Saturn goes through the tenth house and within an individual's chart, you know, sometimes it is a time of great achievement and success, but. 
if you if you haven't you know been nice so to speak or if you've taken those shortcuts and been sloppy you know you can also fall and the example i always give is you know um under nixon what a house occurred what a house watergate occurred saturn was through his 10th house right um joe biden on election day Saturn was conjunct his midheaven. I mean, that's why it was so easy to know who was winning that election because Joe Biden was getting elected vice president just by, you know, to me, anybody looking at that Saturn to the 10th house, he paid his dues yeah. all those years. He had done his homework. Yes, to the yeah. party. And so here we are as a nation, and financially, that's what we're dealing with. You know, let's say the chickens have come home to roost or something. Yeah. That's, that's what we are going through. And, you know, when you're talking about Pluto, it is always transformation, and Pluto destroys yes. before, you know, before it rebuilds. Absolutely. Yeah, it has to kind of clear the plate. And, well, when you, yeah, being, we're looking at, uh, you know, Pluto is all about intense regeneration, transformation, and when death occurs, there is a rebirth. But that, ha like, something has to just end, completely right. end, and in order for that rebirth to be able to come absolutely and if you look at some of the jobs where there are jobs let's say the fields where we do have uh, jobs you know we've had um uranus has been in pisces and of course it's going into aries but you've had uranus trining the nation's mercury for several years and so you're talking about your communications mm-hmm mercury Which have been completely reinvented yeah that's right <laughs> exactly exactly and technology oh and my god it's going so fast your technological careers it. They're still out there, computer, things like that. Yeah. You know, there's work there. Anything to engineers, okay, a lot of engineers, and also there's a, a need for accountants. Yes. You know, this, this kind of work. So they've done, they've, done, they've done better, let's say they've fared better. But when you're talking about sales or retail, you know, Venus is retail. Public relations, un, human resources is getting killed. Yeah. And that's your Venus, and Pluto is opposing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a it's bit of a, a bit of a struggle going on there. It is tied <laughs> to the no, so it's tied to the nation's chart, you know, chart as chart as well. Right, because we are citizens. Uh, if yes. we're here as citizens of this country, this right. is what we're we are. It yeah. is the trickle down effect, you know. Yeah, the trickle down <laughs> effect. <laughs> but um, well, Deborah, guess what time it is. It must be time for a break or an announcement. <laughs> yeah, it's noontime here at WBCRLP 97.7 FM. And we're going to be right back with Deborah Clement from Anchored in Astrology. Um, but right now we have a few public service announcements to let you guys all know about in the local Berkshire area. Or if you happen to be listening from uh, the realms of New York City, of course, if you're coming up to the Berkshires this weekend, these are some things you may uh, find going on. And we have uh, Calliope at Club Helsinki uh, this Saturday, the November 20th at 8 p.m. CFO award-winning guest band Calliope plays a wildly inventive program on, an am on amazing ancient instruments. A metamorphosizing concert from the 13th century dances to 20th century jazz, blues, and swing. Well, there's something. That's all about Pluto and transformation right there. <laughs> you can contact 518-828-4800. Uh, that's the number for Club Helsinki in Hudson, New York, for more information on that. That's this Saturday, 8 p.m., November 20th. And we also have this weekend going on in the Berkshires, the Woods Tea Company Concert. Um, 
This is the concert benefit for Sheffield Good Samaritan Fund at Old Parish Church in Sheffield, Sunday, November 21st at 2 p.m. There's a free will offering and refreshments available. And Pauline W. Schumann is uh, who you can contact there. Let's see here. Do we have more info? This is an annual concert to help with the temporary financial needs of local people. In the last two years, the Good Samaritan Fund has helped has helped 45 local people with $8,000 in support. The Woods Tea Company, a favorite Vermont folks band, folk band, is also a favorite of the Southern Berkshires and is just returning from an extensive Western trip in time for this benefit concert. Donations and sponsorships are also very welcome. There's a uh, mailing address here, too, uh, to Priscilla Cote, and that would be C-O-T-E, P.O. Box 75, Sheffield, Massachusetts, 01257. And again, you can contact to find out more about that, uh, Pauline W. Schumann. I wish I had a phone number for you, but um, I do not. But that's the Woods Tea Concert this Sunday at 2 p.m. in Sheffield. So there you go. And that's what's going on in the local Berkshire community. And you're listening to Sharita Star, and I welcome you back to the second half of What's Your Sign? I have your number. Today, my very special guest is anchored in astrology's Deborah Clement. We have been having a fabulous time discussing how our mighty planets above can point us in the proper direction to reap plenty of rewards in our career and public life. You can find Deborah on the web at www.anchoredinastrology.com and find her on Facebook under her, um, under her page. She's got... Um, Anchored in Astrology page. So welcome back to the show, Deborah. Thank you. So. 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 What, what yeah. next? Well, you know what? I, when we talk about occasions, for those who know, when you're wondering, well, what am I good at? Where are my talents? Where are my abilities? Right. Okay. And, you know, there are, they are associated, you know, with the planets. The houses are important, but in, I'm going to say in a general sense, you know, people who have Neptune, as I had said, if Neptune's in your sixth house, sometimes even in your tenth, it's that what do I want to be when I grow up? Or right. it takes you a while to get there. Mm-hmm. And But Neptune falling in the sixth or the tenth houses very often is indicative of a, of a service career. As you mentioned uh, earlier, Neptune is about service. Yeah. And it could be health and healing. Mm, yeah. It could be intuitive. Yeah, the psychic realms. Ab- you know, absolutely. And sometimes, believe it or not, Neptune... Um, the financial realm as well. Yes, because they're so good at analyzing the details of all that type of stuff. I, I see many, um, I see this with the numbers, like people who are born on a like a seven vibration, which would be the seventh, sixteenth, or the twenty-fifth of the month. Um, and, and if they're not a stellar lawyer <laughs> or an actor, um, which are other things that yes, Neptune yes. Neptune likes to, you know, uh, have fun with. They're really good at like financial. They're just thinking what Neptune I find does when it's disciplined. When you discipline yeah. the Neptune, because you can't let the deception of the Neptune go there. You have to like rein it in. Um, you have to control it. You have to control it. Um, but that Neptune is like a you know it's like one of the the sea sponges, so to speak, in the bottom of the ocean. They absorb so much information, and then like a lawyer does or an actor does, they just turn it around and spit it back out the way it should, the way it needs to be seen, so that somebody can understand it. And they've got like a quick 
acute mind to be able to do stuff like that. I've, I've seen that many times with yeah. Neptune, wherever it falls. No, yeah. in Neptune, you know, in the second house, the second house is our income, our money, right? Our right. Assets. It's how we bring it in. And I remember thinking, you know, when I was much younger and learning on Neptune, you know, I thought Neptune can also be loss, right, and deception. And thank God, having Neptune in your second house. Neptune in the second house can actually be quite lucky, Yes. Um, I've seen people who, gam- people who gamble, uh-huh. yeah, Neptune's connected to that, do very, very well. Actually, and Oprah Winfrey actually has Neptune in her second, in her second house. I mean, well, there's more to it than well. just Neptune, of course, but <laughs> Neptune is in, that, is in that second house. And also in terms of Chris, if there's a strong um, Venus, let's say, in the chart. Venus can also indicate financial careers, but mm-hmm. also Venus and Taurus, massage therapists, a lot of the, um, retail, human resources, working with the public in any way, being before a camera. You mentioned Neptune. Yes, it's certainly it's the, it is also the arts and the film, film and behind-the-scenes directors, writers as well. Mm-hmm. But Venus also... Because she loves those things, too. If it's in the 10th yeah. house... She's good at being working with the public or being in, you know, yeah. for. Extremely charming. I think a person with, with, with that Venus in the 10th house, too, people... They're great at sales and that type of stuff because they allow people to trust them right away. Like people like them and they'll buy anything from them. <laughs> no, it, it's it's very it's very true. It's very true. And you know, if you have Jupiter, let's say I'm just going to say about Jupiter. Jupiter is very much education, okay? mm-hmm. education and knowledge. So very often teachers have prominent Jupiter. Also, anyone who coaches, and that can be a life coach or you know, coaching the soccer sure. team. Yeah. But they're great at coaching and supporting. They're usually very good at counseling. Um, you know, Neptune is connected to psychology. Yeah, right. So is Jupiter mm-hmm. as well, because before we discovered Neptune, Jupiter used to rule Pisces. Uh, naturally, so yes. if there is a strong Jupiter, very often people are very good at counseling, you know, mm-hmm. at, at counseling others. The moon also. You know, the moon is very, um, moon is very much connected to careers, restaurants. Yes. People in restaurants. Serving maybe, food. <laughs> real estate, property, landscapers. You know, mm-hmm. people don't often think of that as connected with the moon. Also, any field that works or, with women and yes. children. Mm-hmm. And, and charities, too, I and, notice a lot yeah. with the moon. And, pu- yeah, public, working, you know, working for the public. Very often yeah. when the moon is prominent, sometimes people will work for the, uh, will work for the government. Right. Yes, because they have that. They're, they're patriotic about it. They, they feel they a are. sense of connection to that no they are and a prominent mercury anything to do with communications yes and that includes administrative work secretarial work dexterity Mm -hmm. um strong mercury can also be a craftsperson someone who um creates jewelry for example yes or people that work with um like what like a you know like a contractor type of person uh that they can really like focus on details it's like i i've noticed that with with strong mercuries it has to you need a strong mercury for that detail work you'll find a lot of accountants as well Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) big time (laughs) yes with with that with that prominent with that prominent mercury and also like i say but it can be someone um it could be a bricklayer it's anything to do with the hands working with the hands Mm -hmm. you need you need that strong you need a strong mercury. Sure. And, and fives, uh, people born like on a five day, which would be the 5th, the 14th, or the 23rd of the month. These types of people, they're alongside of whatever their sun sign is, that numerical guidance grants them 
stellar communication skills. I mean, you know, they're not strangers to wanting to talk, um, gather information, assimilate it. They're often people that you see in the media. They're often authors, um, you know, different things like that. Where it's wherever the written or spoken word is is handled, um, they're there. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, uh, very handy. They, and they know masses of people, too. They, they, they do. <laughs> that's always their they thing. <laughs> they, they may not be intimately acquainted with all of them, but they, everybody knows who they are. Everyone, yeah, that, and that's the key. Yeah. Everyone knows their name. <laughs> yes, everyone knows their name. They may not quite keep track of everybody. but uh, Let's see, if, it's, if it's Uranus, all astrology, I'll mention that first and foremost, but anything to do with technology, computers. Yeah. Also, Uranus is associated um, with airlines and uh, pilots. It's actually, Interesting. Yeah, you know, Jupiter is long distance travel, Sagittarius, mm -hmm. but yeah, Uranus is connected to, to airplanes. Also, radio, anything to do with science and technology in those fields, and again, yeah. the computer sciences, you know, space travel, that falls under, under the realm of, of Uranus. Yeah, and that's the fours. That would be the fours with the Uranus, which is people uh, born to the uh, four day, 13th, 22nd, or. Um, the 31st of any month, um, they're always just doing, they're doing things in their own original way. However, whichever career that they are choosing, they do it in a way that nobody else is doing it. Yeah. And they also have that, like, that sense of, like, like you were saying before about if you've got Uranus in your sixth house, you've got to do it yourself. It's like there's just no other way to properly handle it. I mean, you can try to do it for other people, but... It's, it's doing things on your own because any four knows how to create foundation, That's which true. is the four sides of anything. Um, and especially, I notice 22s do it more than any of the rest of the, the four vibrations. For some reason, they just have this, they just can kind of start something from nothing and make this magnificent thing happen. <laughs> <laughs> depending on what it is, whether it's like music composition, it can be things like that, like whatever it is that they're there to invent. Um, they can start with absolutely nothing at all and make something that, that like an Aquarius does, they bring new life to things and just, it, it just becomes this wild thing. That they do. Yeah. No, but yeah, all the, they're all the computer people and, and um, they're way ahead of themselves too. Um, they're always, their ideas are, like, they get, like, prophecy pretty strong. And a lot of the times, people aren't ready to handle the ideas that they're going to come out with. They're ahead of their time. Yeah, they're way ahead of their time. And I forget, n Tesla was very, yes. very along yes. those lines. Yes. Um, and I don't think he was, a th I don't think he was a four, but um, he had that, st I mean, he was, and really? a pr prime example of that. I mean, yeah. he was like, <laughs> wish we had him today. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Tesla, Tesla. Uh. But uh, Mars, we'll say Mars. The Mar if Mars is prominent in the chart. Absolute leadership, you know, going, I said, wants to be the top of the food chain. I mean, Absolutely. And also, in terms of careers, anything self-employment, Mars and Aries, strong in the chart, they do great in sales. They do wonderful, a yeah. lot of, God, real estate. I, I can't tell you how many Aries or Aries moons we would find the top producers um, in real estate. Also with Aries, military. Yes, I was going to say, yeah, because they're not, they're not afraid to, to fire, do that. Yeah, and firefighters. Now, police, 
the police, are, to me, are more Plutonian. I'll get to that in a second. Oh, I agree okay. with you there. But the <laughs> firefighters, because Mars is, it is a warrior. It is a hero. Mm-hmm. And I always mm-hmm. say, to rush into a burning building... <laughs> You've you yep. got to be fearless. You have to be fearless. <laughs> you don't think, uh, you have to be not thinking. I nope. feel like you're not thinking, you're just going in. Yeah, absolutely. So you're Mars. Um, any, anything where leadership, really, they do excel. They excel in, in everything, but they have to be, that. they do want to be the boss. And they do can have difficulty um, be, really being, I would say, being the follower, being subordinate. So that's why very many hard of them to are in yeah, are, are self-employed. They do very well in the legal field as well. You need a strong Mars. If you're going to be a trial attorney, if you're going to be what we call a desk lawyer and never go to court and just write a lot, it doesn't matter. But if you're going to go before the court, you need to have a strong Mars. It doesn't have to be in your workhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is in the seventh house of other people. But you need it somewhere because you've got to be able yeah, you've got to be able to, to handle the conflict and kind of enjoy it a little bit. Sure, and, <laughs> and, and hopefully um, with all Mars beings um, and uh, with nines, people born to the 9th, the 18th, or the 27th of any given month, um, they too need to understand how to just respond to life with courage, not with conflict, because a, 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 a nine in that way, they're the finalizer. They always, you know, want to get things done. Um, enjoy that competition uh, the competitiveness uh, to a degree but they're they have this universal idea too all the time that that really this is why they excel at leadership as well you know any any people born on on those days and of course you know attuned to the military or attuned to anything where the the truth is being sought out and the truth is is being you know kind of um stood for and and, and they like to also defend the underdog quite a bit Yes, yes uh, they do. Mars, they do. Mars will do that at any, and then Aries will do that too. They will take. They take care. Yeah, they really do. They're very protective. They're I mean, very protective really the of They're things. very protective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, and when you get to Pluto, and that's I say, police to me fall more under Pluto because it's more of a control. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a little fun thing about Scorpios when you're when when you're done. It's fun. But it is. But in terms of career police, I will say absolutely. There you ha- there you have your Scorpio. Also, anything to do obviously um, with we say you know the goods of the dead, funeral directors, and certainly estate mm-hmm. work as well. Research, any kind of research, um, and Mercury is also very good at research. If you have sure. Mercury and Pluto in combination, it's like you hit a home, home run there. Mm-hmm. But, but Pluto is very much, it's the underworld, you know, yeah. it's everything that's hidden. So there's very much there. Also, people who work in the criminal justice system, not as, not as attorneys, right? necessarily. They're doing the investigating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your blood work, your people who, and I hate to say the people who clean up the crime scene. Yeah. You know, they've got that Virgo, but they must have that Pluto in there. To, yeah, to have sure. That. Yeah. Yeah, Scorpio is, 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 well, the bloodstone is one of, of Scorpio's uh, gems, so, yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> not too far off the mark yeah. there. <laughs> so they can absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's interesting from both, uh, if, when you take, when you get into, you know, the lexigrams, you take the word Scorpio or you take Capricorn, mm-hmm. you spell cop from both of those signs, and I think... 
I mean, Capricorns, I, I found many Capricorns that enjoy being police officers as well, um, as much as the other work and toil that they're found in. Um, authority. But I it's, it's anywhere where authority yes. Is, is, yes. And with a Scorpio, it's all about, you know, they just get the scope of things. You know, your best detectives are Scorpios for yes. by far, you know. But that's right in their sign. And it's politicians right there. Too. A lot of politicians have a strong Scorpio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think they have, I think it's been documented that the majority of our presidents have been Scorpio over any other sign. I think we're even. I think there's four Scorpio and four Aquarians. But uh, both fixed signs, which is it, also very interesting. Yeah, and yeah, but it's not naturally leadership signs that they're they're the organizers of the whole situation. Yeah. So no, yeah, they they are in Saturn. That's what they Saturn is authority, and a lot of yeah. uh, Capricorn Saturn very much in your corporate world, in mm -hmm. the government, working for the government as well. It's that secure job, you know. What I say with the pay and the benefits, yeah. but we're an opportunity where you can move up and get yes. authority. They have excellent organizational skills. They're wonderful at being executives, at being doing any kind of administrative work. They're great. But the key word for any Capricorn career is really something you've got to be, where they feel they can be an expert in their field, because that's the goal for Capricorn. They want to be that leader. They want mm -hmm. to be that recognition. Yeah, because they they're just, uh, well, all signs are ambitious in their own way, but the, the Capricorns are... Very achievement-oriented. Th that's their thing. And an eight will do that, too. Someone born to the 8th, the 17th, or the 26th of any given month are also guided by Saturn that way. And that is their thing. You know, they're always looking for the long-term effects of what they're doing. They're, they're, you know, saying, okay, here I am in the present day, but what, what's this going to be doing for me, you know, four or five years from now? Uh, I have to, yeah, I have to know that there's worth in this. Then they don't like wasting their time. They're not time wasters at all. No, you, know, you have not. to tell them to go home every day. You know, they're very efficient. <laughs> yes, really. extremely very, very efficient. efficient. Yes. You know, and the sun, because I think that's what I'm just thinking of this last planet. The sun, the sun is about our self-expression. When the sun is in one of the career houses, when it's in the sixth house, it's very much about service. The sun in the sixth house is a tough position in some ways for the sun. Yes. Because it expresses itself, and here it is in the house of, it could be, the, you know, sometimes it's a cosmic slave shop, to be honest. Yeah. But in the tenth house, the sun has to shine. It oh, has yeah. to be a shine. It wants to be front and center. Sun very much creative, uh, cre uh, connected to the creative arts, the dramatic arts, performing arts. Mm -hmm. um, also to sports. You know, usually you have Mars in there. Mars and Pluto, um, if you have you know, your athletes, you find very strong Mars-Pluto um, connections mm -hmm. as well. But, yeah, but the sun is very much about expression. It's really about its attention. They're not shy. No. And they want to be, if it's a woman, I always say, the sun in the tenth, you want to be the queen bee. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't be controlled either. <laughs> no, no. And, and you are given the orders. <laughs> you know, and that's the other point. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because when you're looking at, at, a, at a chart for vocation and you just for personality, you know, you can look at the, and the sun can be, let's say, in the sixth house. You know, here it is the servant. But if that sun is connected by aspect, especially, let's say, a square to Uranus, that person may serve, but they do not like being told what to do. Yeah. It may oh, come no. out more in their personal life maybe than the professional initially, mm -hmm. but deep inside, they're resenting every second of it. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's a lot of, yes, how that works there. The friction that shows up. <laughs> 
but yeah. it's always about learning about how to make it cooperate. But um, Absolutely. that's, the <laughs> that's the our lesson. all of our challenges. We're all given different sets of challenges here while we're. You know, and the final thing I just wanted to, and of course, we're doing such a little snapshot. But when it comes to the planets, the other thing that's very important to look at in the chart is the North Node. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the North and South Nodes in the chart represent, it's connected to karma. Yes, what you've done before and what you're here to do now. And the, the key, though, with the North Node is that it represents uncharted territory for the soul. And most people, we, saw, we kind of live in our South Node because that's comfortable. That's what we've done. It's, it's familiar. our familiar We're good at that. Uh, yeah, yeah familiar. we know how What's to familiar? do it. But that North Node, it's uncharted territory. Most people, and I will say from my experience, don't really start getting into their North Node till they pass 40. You know, when you do beforehand, it's wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. But in general, it takes a transit to set it in motion. But that North Node is where the soul finds a new lesson and also finds some satisfaction. Mm. Very interesting. Yes, the Nodes. I like the nodes. They're yeah, fun. the nodes are very fascinating. They're 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 not as talked about as often. I, I, I always call it. It's like like astrology three hundred. Like it's, I think, challenging enough for people to grasp. You know, <laughs> just the major planet <laughs> understanding. <laughs> oh, you mean there's nodes and part of fortune and oh my goodness, you know. Oh no, your brain can fry. I mean, if you look at everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta. It's just a gradual baby. It's baby steps, baby steps to start to to really know all the the, the true secrets that are here f for us to uh, to learn to learn and benefit from and um, yeah. So. Wow. So now, when you see people's charts, and this is something that <clears throat> I've sort of discovered over the years of, it's the connection of, if you're looking at a natal chart, that, that, that how those energies in your second, your sixth, and your tenth house are going to be in the same, you know, task category of, uh, is it the, ta I'm sorry, don't, am I using the wrong term? Um, no, it's going to be the same element of the sign that no. falls there. Sometimes that works out, and sometimes with intercepted charts, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. You will have, you know, um, you might have, let's say, air signs on those three work houses. Right. Sometimes, you know, you, it does turn out that you just don't. Right. But the other thing I do is say you do want to have, though, between those three houses, you need to have a dialogue, so to speak, between that second house of income, making money, either by a planet in the second or the planet that rules that second house, cusp. Mm -hmm. You want that connecting by aspect to that tenth or sixth house. That also that's because that's going to show you where's the wealth potential from what you make. Right. right. You could have a lot of talent, and it you know doesn't all you have all these trines and grand trines and this surging energy. But if you take it for granted or you don't have a connection to the money, you know you could just have this lot of talent and. And no. and not know how bill. to manifest it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because the trines, and and I think everybody is is excited when they're like, oh, it's a trine, it's a grand trine, and blah blah blah. I used to be. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that the, yeah. that can create equal laziness yeah. just as much. It it doesn't mean it's going to make you have the motivation to do anything. <laughs> no, no. Very often, I mean, you hope for when a, when a hard transit comes around, it'll you know kick it into yeah, gear. Yeah, and yeah, it'll aspect it and trigger something. But it's so yeah. Um, it's so easy. With, you tend to take it, uh, to, you know, take it uh, for, for granted. Yeah. Well, we can't ever take anything for granted. That's in true. Life. No matter who we are, what sign we are, what number we are, what our name spells, don't take any of it for granted. That's right. What do they say? Time is might. So, 
We must carpe diem every day. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we, do we um, as far as what you see c coming in, in the future for our lovely country? And because um, I think a lot of people get in this, you know, mindset that we have just like a couple more minutes here. Um, like everybody's, you know, in this mindset that we're, that things aren't going to get any better. Or, or that, you know, what, what are these people going to do that are those late 40s, early 50s? They're, re on, they're reinventing themselves. Yeah. And, and, and it's not an easy road. And many of these people who are reinventing themselves or have been in this position who have come to me, they were the people that this uh, transiting T-square that we had this past summer, they were getting hit the cardinal signs. They're the ones who right. need to be reinventing themselves. Yes, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. real estate market, I do. I personally believe 2012 forward is when it's really going, we're going to see a difference where it's really picking up. I think it's about at the bottom now, and I think it's going to take a little while for it to pick up next year. We may see it start to uh, show a little bit more signs of life. Yeah. But that's been, that's been a long haul. But when I say it's going to start to show signs of life, it's not recovering in a couple of years. It's going to be a long haul. Sure. Yeah, the, there's look, no quick fix here. <laughs> no, and looking at the nation's chart, Uranus going into Aries, coming to the fourth house, Jupiter, Aries release in the fourth house. We're going to have an issue. The foreclosures are going to be a very big issue, I think, next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think we're going to find out more next year about the banking industry and what has been doing wrong this year <laughs> in, in, connection, yeah, in connection to the foreclosures and, yeah. and the home loans. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. ab you know, that's something I feel really strongly about, that that's going to actually definitely come to pass. Yeah. Well, as, as uh, I had an earlier astrologer on this year, uh, William Stickever said, buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, well, Uranus <laughs> is going to square the nation's Venus next yeah. year and the Jupiter. So I do, I do think um, we're going to have quite a bit of unrest and a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of protests next year. Yes. Yeah, he, he has said that, too. Yeah, that was something it's that he said. Hitting Jupiter, yeah, the laws, the legislation. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot. We're seeing it already, the contest in the court, and you're going to see more of that next year. Absolutely. Well, Deborah, we thank you wholeheartedly for joining us today. It's been a wonderful to have you here, and your knowledge is stellar. It's amazing. Well, thank you for having me and introducing me to your audience. Yes, I, I, I believe that they have received wonderful benefit from your, your voice today. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, so we will have you back again, and uh, we'll, we will update what's uh, going on in... Uh, at a time in 2011. It sounds good. All right. I thank you so much again. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Have a great day. And again, we wholeheartedly thank Deborah for joining us. Again, you can find Deborah Clement on the web at www.anchoredinastrology.com. You can also look for her on Facebook under Anchored in Astrology. You've been listening to What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number with me, Sharita Starr. And remember to be sure to check in on our blog, sharitastarradio.blogspot.com. Remember, if you've got a question or comment, email me. Go right to our website, www.berkshireradio.org, because we really do want to know what you think. So leave a comment. We value your opinion, and your voice matters to us. 
Stay tuned. You're listening to WBCR LP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. We'll see you next time for another edition of What's Your Sign? I have your number on December 7th with special guest astrologer Lawrence Hillman, author of Planets in Play, who will be joining me for another Not to Miss Hour. Lawrence will be sharing his expertise on how our mighty planets above will be playing out upon all of our stages in life in 2011. We hope you are better from our hour together. Namaste and much love to you, my dear star. Yes, you can.